Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Morning, Russell. Morning, everyone. And we say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you that we are alive. We thank you for the breath in our lungs. We thank you that you give us the very free gift of the air we breathe. And you freely give the gift of your spirit as well. That sustains our life. The one that draws us near to you. We thank you, Father, that you call us to your presence. Every single day. It is we who are entrapped in the busyness of our life, in our ambitions, in our relationships, in our entertainment, in everything else that keeps us rooted in the flesh and away from you in the spirit. We ask for mercy, Father, for all the times we have fallen, for all the times we have willfully turned away from you, for all the times we have ignored your warnings and we have rejected your instruction. We ask forgiveness, Father. We call on your mercy that you renew for us every morning. And we ask for that grace to stand up again. The enlightenment, the wisdom and understanding, Father. To look into our own lives, to look at all of these things and identify them that take us away from you. And through that grace, to overcome. To stand in victory. Victory over self in the first instance before we look outside. We surrender all our crowns as well before you, Lord. Especially our pride. We acknowledge your presence in this prayer and we ask you to direct our thoughts, our words, our path, our prayer. And the peace and joy that you pour into our hearts, Lord, we share with all those that are part of this prayer meeting, that are part of this praying family. With all those for whom prayers have been requested on this group, all those that have no one to pray for them. Christians everywhere that do not yet know you and all those that do not want to know you and have turned away from you. We ask for a quickening in their spirit. The glory, your truth be revealed to them. And it is your truth, your spirit that sets each one free. And as we remember them, Lord, in our prayer, we make our prayer calling on your name. The name of our maker, our creator. The one who is our goodness, our fortress, our high tower, our deliverer, our shield, our strength. And we pray in the name of his son, Jesus. The one who gave his everything for us. The one who came to show us what life in the spirit looks like. He led by example. The one who holds the key to David and leads us now in that day of battle. The one who was, who is, and who is to come. The King of kings and the Lord of lords. The one who has won all victories. Yet humbled himself to be one like us and among us. The one who is our daily bread. And we pray in the name of his spirit. The spirit of life. The spirit of the living God. The scepter of the king of kings. The father of all spirits. The seal of the age to come. 
the one who has created everything in existence and has now come down all the way to our level, right down to us. No matter how far we have fallen in the pit, quickening us in the spirit, making his tabernacle here. So that once he is enshrined and we become his temple, then there is a lifting up. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, now giving life to our mortal body. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with the gift of your word and your spirit. Do you have blessed us, Lord, with angels, with destiny helpers? You have blessed us with the gift of prayer. That's what we reflect on today when we think about our armor and how we're going to use it. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with every physical provision and every spiritual gift in the heavenlies. But when you are our shepherd, when you are our coach, our teacher, when you are our father, we shall lack nothing. We thank you, Lord. As we make our prayer and our reflection this morning, I cover and seal every word we speak and every prayer we make by the precious blood of Jesus. As also every person that is part of this prayer meeting and every member of every family that is part of this prayer group. By your precious blood, Lord, declaring it as our hedge of protection in the spirit. We wear your blood and we step out into this new day that brings with it its own challenges. We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your will for this day, Lord. We call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, any kind of natural disasters and spiritual attacks. We declare divine exemption from these and I command angelic protection in the name of Jesus. We also herald the power in us in your spoken in our spoken word, Lord, as we proclaim your word from Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11 that says, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is our word that goes out of our mouths this day. We declare it will not return to us empty, but will accomplish what we desire and achieve the purpose for which we send it. And we send it in faith in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the power of life in our tongue. Ephesians 6, verse 11 to 17 talks about putting on the armor of God so that we may be able to resist the devil. Now, the main thing to remember in this one is, or the question that we're asking today is, how do we actually put on these pieces of armor? The first thing to note is that it is not a physical armor. It is not a physical piece. But since, as we see in Ephesians 6, 12, it talks about wrestling and a battle that is against spiritual wickedness. So when we fight in the spiritual realm, your armor will also have to be in the spiritual realm. And we have to wear that armor ourselves. It cannot be put on externally or by someone else. 
And Paul starts one verse earlier with preparation. When you look at verse 10, he says, Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. By our human nature, we like to be in control and we'd like to do things in our own might. So the first thing for us to note is, even before we're putting on the armor, before we're stepping into the battle, you don't fight in your own capacity or the capacity of your flesh. The Lord said in Zechariah 4 verse 6, it is not by might, not by power, but by my spirit. So our first thing is, before you start fighting, submit to God. Remember James 4 verse 7. That's what it says, submit to God, resist the devil. That's our fight. The first step here as well, Paul saying the same thing. And then the next thing he says is, we wrestle. Now, he didn't say, we will wrestle. When he says, we wrestle, it's, it's like a present continuous tense statement, which means the battle is already ongoing. You are already into it. You don't step in. You have been dragged into it. And hence, we need to fight if we are to stand tall. Your fighting constitutes of that resisting. And for that, you put on the armor. All but one piece are protective. There's only one piece that is for attacking. The rest are all defensive. So how do we put on this armor? You dress for spiritual success through prayer. Because when you look at that whole series of verses, verse 17 leads into verse 18. And I'll read those two verses in continuity so you can see what it means. Verse 17 starts with, And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Verse 18 continues by saying, Praying always with all prayer. Now, when it starts with praying, means it's a continuation of the previous one. You take the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. So you battle constantly, and hence you must also Pray constantly, praying always. How well you engage your prayer is how you are using your armor. You must use it with understanding. So you put on the belt of truth by declaring what is eternal and unchangeable. That is what the truth is. And if it is eternal, it's unchangeable. You declare it and you declare to God that I want to align with your truth and with you in the area of this truth in my life. So there we are asking according to his will. Remember 1 John 5.14 says, if you ask according to his will, he hears you. He hears you. Next, you put on the breastplate of righteousness by doing what that truth says. Righteousness is more connected with your words and your actions. Doing what that truth says. 
your actions and your declaration now will align with what God's will is. You put on the shoes of the preparation of the gospel of peace by your discernment and asking God to confirm your move. Preparation of the gospel of peace. Either he will confirm your move or he'll cause you discomfort as a means of showing you the way ahead or correcting it. You take on the shield of faith by moving forward, trusting in him that he is with you and works for your good in all situations, particularly when the journey or the actions he wants you to take are a tough call. You are feeling unsure. That is when faith needs to be upheld the most. Paul says here in verse 16, he starts with above all, which means this is the most important one. If we are shaken there in our faith, the battle is already lost. Even before fighting, before resisting. Your very resistance breaks down. So more than anything else, you need faith so that when doubt or fear or confusion any kind of beguiling, any kind of lies come, and they will. Those are the fiery darts that are meant to pierce you. With your shield of faith, you are able to divert them away. You do not let them get to your thoughts, to your heart, or affect you, or influence you in any way. And then you put on the helmet of salvation. Believing that you have a place secured in God's kingdom. So no matter the accusation, the accuser will point a finger. He will show weaknesses. He will bring up the past. He will bring guilt as a weapon. That is another fiery dart. We secure our head, our thoughts. <clears throat> By wearing that helmet. By holding on to that hope. See 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 8 also talks about the helmet of salvation. Talks about that hope of salvation that we look to. When we wear this attitude. We do not let our thoughts be corrupt. We do not let ourselves be distracted away. We retain our focus. Maintaining focus is also another function of that helmet. Salvation is your free gift to hold on to. We do not let any lie take it away from us. And lastly, the sword of the spirit that is the word of God. Here you remember the principles you have learned from the Bible. The kingdom laws and principles that you can then employ and use. Knowing that they are laws, they cannot fail. You use those principles with that understanding. You call on God's promises and covenants that are mentioned in his word. 
and the covenants that he has mentioned to you or you have made with him in your place of prayer. You use the keys to the kingdom that are given to you. Yesterday we looked at binding and losing. That is the biggest key in this warfare. And when you put all of these together, it has the same effect as fighting with a sword where you are able to attack and then defeat the enemy. Revelations 19 verse 15 talks of a similar sword coming out of Jesus' mouth. And it says, with which he smote all the nations. In prayer, you ask God to show you what scriptures and revelations are to be used so that your sword is sharpened and you use that sword to attack the enemy knowing that you are speaking out law and it is not you that now stand in the box as condemned but it is the other one, the enemy. Now when we operate within God's prescribed methods then he backs us. And the devil has no option but to flee and leave you alone. He knows it's a battle that he cannot win. I encourage each one of us to take each of these pieces of armor and meditate on them from a personal context. We each have different circumstances and situations, different weaknesses that we need protecting around. What does it mean for you to wear each of these individual pieces? See what new the Lord is teaching you today. And then gain that understanding, that revelation of how you are now going to use it in your battle. Because your battle is unique. It is not the same as mine or someone else's. My battle, for example, may be around lust, your battle might be around greed. Someone else's battle might be around other weaknesses in their lives. If the devil closely observes each one and attacks that weakness, it is there that you need the armor. It is worth reflecting on it from our own personal situation. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for that discernment and that understanding, that revelation to be given to each of us, Lord, so that as we meditate on this armor and what is the best way to use it in our own personal unique battle, we ask of you to show us, Father. And we ask of you to reveal those scriptures to us that will sharpen our sword. So that when we operate out of faith, when we operate wearing all of these different pieces of armor, and when we are able to overcome all those limitations and those weaknesses in our lives, fighting this battlefield in our minds, in our thoughts, in all the corruption that comes against it, and in all your truth that you fill us with, we keep our house full and free from any such infiltration. I ask for that edification, Lord, that fortification in our place of prayer, that we don't succumb to any kind of temptation, that we do not listen and accept any of the beguiling that they will ask.
did God really say this to you? But we only rely on your truth. We only rely on what you give us, Father. And we girt it around our waist tight. Wearing what you prescribe as our breastplate. We ask for that edification, Lord, in our spirit this day. And as we pray for spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs, those of our families and our friends. We pray for all those that are battling sickness and disease this day. We thank you, Lord, for all healings. We ask forgiveness for sins. For your word says, Lord, that you are ever willing to show mercy on us and to heal our land. When we turn towards you, when we repent and we renounce all wickedness. We stand in that gap, Lord, as we pray for our brothers and our sisters and we ask for mercy there. We repent. We ask for the grace, the strength to rise above all those weaknesses. That we might no longer go back to them again anymore. Leave that part of our life behind, that darkness. We pray for all families that are in battle, that are facing any kind of division and separation. We pray also for all those Lord, that are facing all kinds of strongholds in their lives, especially busyness, ignorance of your ways, prayerlessness and poverty. We pray for our own personal needs, those of our families and our friends, especially those that are not yet saved. Father, we thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. And as we release our faith and our prayer, making this our prayer of agreement with each other in the spirit, we believe that this prayer is an answered prayer. I encourage all those that can pray in the spirit to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift of tongues. Release your tongue and a faith. Ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us now make our prayer in the Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Ananda rasa frakesta kuyan cila rakesta kata kata. Sandra <laughs> 
Shazaliha <laughs> Ungahasa <laughs> Kyanda 
in the mighty and all-powerful name of Jesus. Amen, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Scripture that was put on my heart today from Galatians 3, verse 22. But the scripture consigned all things to sin, that what was promised to faith in Jesus Christ might be given to those who believe. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We have a scripture shared in the chat. This is from Isaiah 43, verse 2, quoted from the NIV, where it is written, When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you are being blessed by these reflections, as well as the Friday Bible study sessions, the daily rosary and Brother Savio's reflections that he shares on all our platforms. Please share those and the recordings with, as well as the links for people to join on Zoom or on YouTube with all your friends and family. They can use either of those to build that connection with the Lord and to receive from him the same blessing that you are receiving. Let it be given as a gift. Also a reminder about our Bible study session this Friday. The topic is the fourth part in our series on implementing spiritual laws where we are continuing to learn how to establish spiritual authority and remain in expectation. We're also learning on our authority as believers and the spiritual law. And finally, we learn how to activate our spiritual authority. That's a powerful part of your prayer life if you understand it well. So it is important for us to know what we do not know does not help. 
please share those links and encourage people to come. And that the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us, chases and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful day, everyone. Thank, Thank you, Lasso. God, God bless everyone.